0: The Urban Lore Podcast is brought to you by Objets Etrangers. Objets Etrangers brings you rare, unusual, and interesting art, collectibles, and antiques. Objets Etrangers is constantly on the lookout for the rare and obscure. Look them up on Facebook at Objets Etrangers. There'll be a link in the show notes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. The music that you just heard was the Delta Blues great Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson's life is a folk tale. Not because he's not real. He's certainly very real. But little or nothing is known about the man's life. What we do know is that toward the end of his very, very young life, He sat down in a hotel room, the Blue Bonnet Hotel in San Antonio, Texas, and recorded two dozen songs. A year later, he'd record a few more in Dallas, but that's really almost everything we know about Johnson. But the songs transcend time and became the thing that musicians for decades would strive to become, model their style after. Those handful of songs influenced rock music, blues, everything moving forward. But Robert Johnson, the man, we know almost nothing about. We do know that he died at age 27, a member of the infamous 27 Club. If you've never heard of the 27 Club, well, it seems that it's the magical age that so very many young But tortured musicians and singers die at. People like Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, more recently people like Kurt Cobain. People that are recognized as the absolute leaders in their industries or trendsetters, people that are doing what no one else had done before. Amy Winehouse, But somehow, the year 27, the 27th year of their lives takes them, and Robert Johnson was no exception. How Robert Johnson died and of what he died from is still unknown. He was literally found on the side of a road dead at his young age in Mississippi. And sadly, in the late 1930s, I think a dead African-American man on the roadside in Mississippi probably didn't raise a great many uh, flags to do any more research than just put him in a pauper's grave in the ground. Some people suggest that because he was such a talented musician and played all the best juke joints in the evenings that uh, maybe it was a jealous lover that killed him, poisoned him in his drink. There are a few other musicians that say that they were Uh, Privy to that story and witnessed it, but it didn't really hold a lot of water Later researchers suggested from looking at some photos of him very few photos exist also but from some of those photos they suggest that he may have died of uh, Marfan syndrome If you're not familiar with Marfan syndrome, uh, it typically creates uh, elongated face and uh, very long digits fingers and toes which appear to be visible in some of these photos and may be the reason for his remarkable guitar playing. Um, That's speculation. Another researcher looked into some of his past and also through some imagery suggested that he may have been suffering from syphilis, which, again, not out of the question. But the reality is we'll never know. The legend says that he was a mediocre player and then virtually overnight he became a superstar how did that happen well maybe hints in his own lyrics about his relationship with the devil of those couple of dozen songs he recorded a number of them talk about his engaging with the devil including the song crossroads so can you bargain with the devil to become better at what you do or the very best well first of all to to follow that train of thought you have to be uh, in the faith or in a faith that ascribes to the idea that there is a heaven and hell and there's a good and bad and not all world religions do that so it narrows down the audience of people that may or may not have made such a bargain even then um, most religions would suggest that it's still not something that typically would happen but the story recurs time and time again going back to some kind of Faustian legend Um, even you know songs like uh, you know the devil went down to Georgia right it's a competition for a golden fiddle or a soul maybe we're just jealous maybe us mere mortals that can't perform music or write songs or sing at the level that these individuals did simply can't accept that they came to it naturally, came by it naturally, I should say, and we can't. Either way, Robert Johnson didn't shy away from lyrics that would suggest that he had his dealings, but I think that's part of the the, the style and the motif, you know, you can see that in heavy metal bands and like the dark imagery it's a style you know it doesn't mean they actually partake in these kinds of things where do you stand in the idea if your belief system suggests that this is a possibility then maybe this is what happened it doesn't have to be a devil and it doesn't have to be your soul that gets exchanged in other world religions um, Some African religions believe that there are deities that can imbue powers on you in return for you doing some of their bidding, but not necessarily losing your life or your soul to that individual. And there are people that believe that those African beliefs may have woven their way into African American culture, leading to songs like Crossroads. Of course, how can we ever know? I guess maybe... If you believe there's an afterlife, we might be able to find out the hard way after we're passed on ourselves. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. You can write us at UrbanLorePodcast, all one word, UrbanLorePodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at UrbanLorePod. Certainly, if you're listening to us on iTunes, drop us a five-star rating. You guys have been doing a great job with that. And it really does help the podcast grow. So I I implore you, if you're listening right now and you enjoy this show, let your friends know about it. Make sure we get more listeners and drop us that five-star rating. And if you have a moment, leave us a little review. That would be helpful as well. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.